Welcome to Whiskey in the Stream, where we play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons in a homebrew setting. This is a real play podcast with adult language and nonsensical whimsy, you have been warned. I'm Ken, and I'll be your dungeon master this evening, so let's get started. 14, okay. Wait, are we live? Yes. God damn it. I bet. Welcome back, everyone. Oh, no, you're good. Sorry, I just interrupted your intro, too. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's going to be those days. So welcome back, everyone, to Whiskey in the Stream. Uh, Gurdon is not going to be able to make this session. Hope you feel better. Looks like Kaylin and Root have already rolled for recap. Root has rolled low. So please, what happened last time? So we start off with Kaylin and Amy, who are dealing with some mob riots. Gurdon, Norm, and Repair light a creature in some oil and set things on fire. Gurdon attempts to save an old lady with his hammer without getting torched. Asti is getting a piggyback ride from Gurdon, and her tail was striking the burning creature. Amy attempted to strike and hex the mob. Kalen attacks with attacked with his greatsword and missed, then got a hit. Um, they were wanting to intimidate the mob. Kinda sort of worked after a little bit. On a carriage ride with Root and Amar, who is kind of at his breaking point. And we were on our way to pick up another helper. We went to an orphanage where we met a mysterious person. We were met with a five-foot-one fair-skinned and blue-eyed creature being a high priestess named Arya. Amar gives Arya the rundown on what's been happening and asks her for help. After a prayer, she joins our campaign. Back with Kaelin, he killed an attacker. And Gurdon backed away from some burning grease. Amy attempts to intimidate the crowd with no effect. Kalen showed all his attached weapons and truck nuts were on full display and threw a javelin to intimidate the crowd and teabagged a corpse. Forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) That happened. The mob starts to dwindle and we start to sneak into customs. Amy and Kalen stand guard until the crowd breaks which feels like it takes hours. Gurdon tries to get a game plan with his companions with what to do with the fire newt. The fire newt returns to the fire sewer. Gurdon and company make their way back towards customs. Root and Arya are in the wagon with Amar, and we ran into some mob people, and we got them rounded up by the guards, pulled up to the customs house, Things seemed under control, but some damage was clearly done. Some of the group starts drinking with Amar while we wait for Aurora's return. Gurdon starts to, um, his dreams start to get infiltrated by the old woman who died by the grease fire that he hammered. And the next morning, Kalen talks to Amar about everything that happened with Aurora, who has still not shown up yet. But Kalen was not upset that she was not back. The next, uh, then Root was very shocked to learn about the events that she missed out on previously and still wants to know what happened to her friend. 
Asti has gone missing and Root noticed. Um, the balcony door was ajar. And Root went outside to see a crystal prism heading towards the docks. So we all go to the docks and see a red sail ship is missing. The ship from Sailote, the country we may potentially be warring with. Um, we find Asti pacing and Root approaches her, unable to figure out what she's looking for. Gurdon goes to Asti to find out what's wrong, and she asks for help. Kaylin jumps into the water. Arya is confused about Asti. Gurdon, Root, and Arya keep searching, and they found a blood-stained board and a piece of cloth attached to it that is soaked with blood. Root presents the cloth to Asti to see if she can pick up Aurora's scent. Asti puts the cloth in her wings and lets out an ear-piercing scream. It starts to dig at the boards where the cloth was found. We hold a little ceremony for Aurora's passing while, Gur while Gurdon is pissed about chives. Absolutely done. Uh, now, one thing I was hoping you guys could clarify for me, because my notes were a little bit poor towards the end there. I know that there was a discussion about telling Emar about Aurora and the guard, but I don't remember if that conversation actually happened or not. Did Kaylin or anyone else tell Amar that Aurora was the one that carved the symbol? I don't think so. I think Kaylin wanted to have a conversation with Amar afterwards. That has yet to happen. Yeah, because uh, yeah, that's what you're saying. I think Kaylin wanted to have a conversation with him without the rest of the group and without Asti. And Amar kept pressing and I know Kaylin mentioned that Asti might be the bringer of the apocalypse. But I cannot for the life of me remember if he said that Aurora was the one that killed the guard. Okay. I'm going to assume that I just wrote that down anticipating. And so we're going to operate under the assumption that uh, Kaylin did not tell him anything. I may have told you I, that Kaylin fully intends to tell him everything in case that had any effects to story writing or anything. Yeah. He, he still does intend to tell Amar everything. Everything? So, everything that would paint Aurora in a bad light, but nobody else. Well, this is interesting. Why don't we do this in-game, then? Because I think that's going to be a good conversation to have. Uh, at <laughs> the moment, so it's still fairly early in the morning. You all had you all had had breakfast and morning drinks, and that's when you had gone out looking for Aurora and then discovered what, I guess, what remained. Uh, just a bit of blood and the cloth. Uh, but it seems to be kind of a sure thing. So it's still fairly early in the day. You all are gathered at the docks. Norm and Repair are actually separated. Uh, Repair is trying to console Norm, who's just sort of sitting on the edge, looking down into the water, sniffling. Uh, Gurdon has taken Arya aside for the moment and is trying to catch her up a little bit on the importance of the cooking competition that's supposed to happen. And so Arya is just kind of being polite and listening. But for right now, it's you two at the end of the dock with a hole in the dock where Asti and Gurdon tore it up. And then Norman or Pear, who seem to be busy. Did I come out of the water? 
Yes. You had come out of the water. You were covered like in bits of seaweed and kelp and whatever else. Uh, frightened quite a few dock workers on your way back to meet up with the group to reconvene. Okay. As, as he's walking towards the group, he'll just start kind of like brushing off the seaweed. Oh, yeah, he did because he told Amar, hey, there's a lot of bodies down there. <laughs> Which, again, Caelan's not reading that. That might, you know, push him over the edge, but he's going to tell him. You do notice that Amar is not standing at the docks with the two of you. Um, you don't immediately see him either. Got it. He'll worry about that later. He is going to go up to Root because he heard the scream, but he's not sure what it means. So he's going to um, Root. Did you find anything up here? What was the scream? Huh? He's going to look at Asti and he's going to put his hand on her, just kind of like on her back and try and communicate and kind of think it to her. And he'll even say it out loud is like kind of just like a I'm sorry. And it would be genuine because he actually feels bad for Asti feeling bad, but he doesn't necessarily feel bad that Aurora's gone right now. But it is genuine like I'm sorry for your loss and for your grieving. And she right now has her head kind of slumped down into the hole that she tore up. Uh, she's just sort of pulled in like that letter C that cats seem to enjoy doing. And just her head flopped down. And you see her like tilt a little bit and you get a, a feeling back of sadness and gratitude. And he's going to look at Root and um, do you think we should get her off the docks? If it's safe, yes. Asti, do you mind if I pick you up? We need to get somewhere safe. Uh, she does not move in response. But no, like, negative thoughts or... Okay. He's going to try and pick her up. Very gingerly, very gently, almost like the when you pick a cat up and you try and leave them in the same shape they're already in. Yeah, and it thanks to how strong you are, it's much easier than it would be for most of the other members of the party because she is sort of melty cat at the yep. moment. Uh, so you pick her up and her head's just lolling on the end of this long neck and you're holding her by her ribs and hips trying to keep her up. She's not fighting you by any means, but she is definitely not helping either. If she's ragdolling it, he's going to kind of twist, you know, support the butt, try and get the legs, sorry, try and get the legs and head on his shoulder. And he'll use his other arm and hold her and then look through to see where we should go. She adjusts herself a little bit and then flops in her head. You can feel it roll down your back, her neck, and the flat part of her under jaw uh, lays quite against you. But she is very warm. It's one of those, oh, I, I kind of get it why Gurdon always wants to hold her now. <laughs> Rex. So, Kaylin, what, what what do we do now? He's going to kind of look around. Or He's assuming everyone is, but uh, are most of the dock workers at this point just like staring like what the hell is going on over there? It's a mix of... Well, go ahead and give me an insight check. See if okay. you can gauge in a quick glance around to see these different looks that you're getting. 
that tracks. Uh, there definitely seems to be some attention, but as far as what their intention is, it is a little hard to discern. But you're definitely seeing people keeping an eye, some people trying to make it less obvious that they're staring while still staring. But intention's a little hard to read in this quick glance while you have a floppy dragon on your shoulder. Okay. Easy. Um, I'm thinking customs building might be... Well, I think that's where everybody else... Where did Amar go? He is not in line of sight for anyone in the group. We should go check on him. I... I'm worried about him. Same. Should we regroup before checking on him? Oh, yeah. My intention was to walk along the dock and say, hey, Norm, repair. Let's go. Aria, I think that's her name. And Gurdon, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's kind of get out of the, you know, eyes of the crowd. Got it. Um, It takes more time to get Norm up than you would have expected. Like, you kind of figure that Repair is usually the one who's a problem of the two to get them moving. But Norm seems very, very mopey. Uh, and you see a couple of times he stops and he's trying to do something to fix what little bits of scraps of board and put some splinters together if he can. And Repair lets it go for a moment and then starts berating him, then trying to coax him. And it definitely takes more time than you're probably comfortable with just sitting and watching these two squabble. But eventually Norm even discards the trench coat, which Repair then has to kind of roll up and stuffs into his back. And he's almost dragging Norm along with him. He's just got a claw around the wrist and just, yeah, it'll be fine. You okay, buddy? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. It's just, you know, not, you know, I didn't, I didn't think this would happen like this. I don't know. It, it doesn't feel. I don't have closure. You know, it's like maybe I don't know. Oh, do you want to say any parting words before we head back? Actually, that sounds really nice. It, it, excuse me, just a moment. And he reaches and actually grabs one of the. No, that's. He he grabs a, a bit of wood and you see him hold it up to his face and he's speaking into it very very quietly, uh, gets about twenty five words out, and then passes it out to the water and then sees that it floats and goes. Yeah, you know what? I, I might as well. Um. Oh, jeez, what do I have that might? Oh, I know. And he reaches in and grabs a just a regular like slingstone. And then you see him speak into that again. Um, are you guys trying to listen in or just give him his moment? Kaon's gonna give his Kaon's gonna give him his privacy, but I'm all for root listening in. Kaylin probably just wouldn't understand. Right, go ahead and give me a perception check. Someone's rolling good. Pretty decent. Of course he has a zero on that. Oh shit. Yeah, no, you hear it all. Um 
23. I'd rolled a 16, but he's got a plus zero in deception, so. Norm is... Well, you can see that he's holding it and kind of letting go a little bit, uh, and then he'll start speaking again, and he's having a hard time getting started. Worse so now that he has to do it over again, but in this brief little thing that he's speaking into the stone, he's just saying that, you know, even though they didn't always see eye to eye, and, you know, they had their disagreements, she was still a friend, and he'll always count her among one of his first and closest friends. And he's sorry he wasn't there. And you can, because you have such a higher perception, you can hear that he seems to tap the stone as he lets it go, and it's still repeating that same message over and over as he casts it in. It disappears beneath the waves. Thank you, guys. I, I, I do feel a little bit better. Lead, lead the way. Aelin's going to actually walk, try and walk with Norm a little bit, and he'll just be, Norm, I want you to know that your Hopo Popono did work for some time. And I don't want you to forget that. And I don't want you to ever let go of wanting to bring people together. And then he'll keep going. You hear this very quiet, thank you, before you hear just Blubbering. <laughs> it's all good. Um, but yeah, it seems to have absolutely struck a chord with Norm. But whatever tiny emotional dam he tried to put up amongst the other lamenting is now completely broken. Uh, Erpera, of course, not quite as sympathetic, uh, and has now just. Oh, oh, no, well, not, no, 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 and just starts fireman carrying Norm. So you kind of unfortunately get kobold button tail in the air. <laughs> he wants to go up and pat him on the head. Which one? Norm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Repair. What was this? <laughs> Like, there's this moment where you see hands go up, like, almost like you have a toddler that goes up, and then, like, he just kind of, like, grabs his snoot um, and continues to, to blubber. You're a good friend. Snoot is so kind. And Kalen is being kind to poor old Norm, too. And he wasn't lying, either. <laughs> it worked for a time. <laughs> it worked for a time. Till it didn't. Yeah, I mean... Got a couple hours out of it. Yeah, I mean, cold-blooded murder and desecration kind of put an end to those things. <laughs> It'll do that. I just Aelin had just, hope. For the record, the, the set, the, like the two sessions I've missed, just things went to shit. Yep, they really did. We we needed you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> the story the story has progressed and things have changed and not in a way any of us True. Not in any way that we anticipated, but it has progressed, even if chaotically. I feel like Root is like a good sort of 
She's the balance. Yeah. Which is That's hilarious, because Kaylin is supposed to be. <laughs> he has a scale tattoo planned. <laughs> oh, that's right. You guys are supposed to get that done at some point in time. I think yeah. that was earlier today that we planned. Or oh my god, yeah, that's actually, right. Yeah, It's the next day now, so earlier yesterday. We should probably see if the tattoo parlor is even still standing. Mm. Probably a good idea. Yeah. So, uh, you guys have Norm and her pair in tow. Uh, Gurdon and Arya are still discussing. Uh, and now, though, like you kind of listen in, and Gurdon is going off about chives can be acceptable, but there is an absolute limit. And this is what happens when you take it too far. And Arya is probably getting pushed to the limit of her polite listening, but she still. Smile, nodding, and asking questions, active listening, and she she may be struggling. He's going to go up as he's passing Arya and be like, Hey, Arya, nice to meet you. I think we made introductions, I don't remember, but I'm Kaylin, and it's going to try and do, try and do that kind, like, I'm going to try and make conversations, so if you want to escape, now's the time. And she tries to politely <laughs> interject. But she doesn't get a chance to get an ed or word in edgewise as Gurney's. Yeah, no, that's uh, Kaylin wrote no more. You, you remember them from a minute ago. But, but listen, seriously, it, it really changes it when you brown the butter first. Let me let me explain how this works chemically. Hey, Gurdon, how about let's plan our next recipe for the smoker on our way to the building? Getting to smoking. I got to work on this first. All right. Swear to God, Ken's going to start throwing things through the computer screen. <laughs> I don't even know how to play Arya yet. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, right. See ya. Yeah. So, I mean, they're following closely yeah. behind, uh, but, you know. For the most part, it is currently the Kaelin Root Show. A. Okay. And for the DM, Root it's the whiskey wants, show. Root wants to see if she can, like, potentially, like, walk a couple steps ahead of the group and, like, kind of signal over to Kaylin to, like, follow her so they can, like, talk slightly away from everybody, but, like, not leaving them. He's going to look at you and kind of be, like, holding Asty, like, hmm? Hmm. and he'll. He'll take just his normal... He'll take a full stride instead of a half stride. <laughs> thump, thump, thump. So I'm worried about Amar too. But I also gotta fill you in on some things. Okay. From my from my carriage ride with him. Mm-hmm. So the, thing, the things with Aurora have complicated matters. But there is some potential good kind of, maybe with the mob situation and okay. the and the frat thing. Okay. So we got the Arya slaughter problem. Both her and the guard. I don't know how to deal with that one. Honestly, it's probably our best policy. But what about this frat house thing? So 
Amar is gonna get us to investigate. Oh fuck. But he kind of thinks that the issues with the mobs may have something to do with the murders. Okay, so he already thinks it was a murder. Well, with the frat, the frat murder, because you know, there's there's dead frat people. Okay, that and that, yeah, I guess that's what I was clarifying. Because we know it's murder, but he already knows it's murder, and not like a freak keg accident. Well, he just knows those dead college kids. Okay, 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 good. Hopefully, we can keep it that way. So we investigate. And just be like, it, it, it seems to add up. Maybe? I don't know. What do you think? I think there's potential there. My only concern is uh, timing. But between the Salotians and the fact that there was a random butcher that nobody knew leading the mod mob, we might be able to pull this off. I mean, he he's kind of doesn't want to deal with it. So if we give him an out, he's probably willing to take it. Yeah. Okay. One less problem. Hopefully. Hopefully. Let's work I, with it until we can't. <laughs> I, I agree, because I was going to actually tell him the truth about the frat house situation, because... I'm really concerned about this one right here. And he's kind of kind of just tilt his head, but also just pet Asty. Um, Root wants to pet her. Keys can lock and unlock. It's all about what we do with it. And I agree. But I'm scared. We gotta be very careful with this one. Eh, let's train her better. Train? Okay. Hmm. Maybe. I've tried training a cat before, but that didn't work. But she may have potential because she is more intelligent. She's she's smart and she's cute. Steve, cute. You this very soft twing, ting, ting. Oh, there you go. Coming back to yourself. Um. Oh, man. There's a lot of fuckery going on. We got to clean it up. Yeah. I know we cause it too, but damn. His job must be tough. Right? Yeah. I'm going to get that. If we tell him the truth, um, we could go to jail. Mm. You're right. She's kind of our our dragon. Yeah. But I almost want to, like, reach out for help. But I don't know who to do that to. Well, we now got a high priestess. True. Did Kaylin hear her say she served Palicus or like anything about Palicus? Uh, I think so. Then didn't you talk to her about your sister people? I know he mentioned Twilight Sister and she was Silver Mother, but I just didn't remember if there was any Palicus mentioned around Kaylin. I know there was to Asti. Uh, go ahead and give me a religion check, because I don't know that it came up in conversation, but she has a lot of, I wanted to say paraphernalia, but that's not correct. Accoutrements. Accoutrements. <laughs> I, 
it's actually enough uh, to tell that a lot of the draconic symbols, you're like 95% sure it's Palicus. Okay. Just that amount of gold and bright colors and dragon iconography. It kind of screams Palicus. Okay. Well, she does seem to be a high priestess associated with dragons. And perhaps the dragon god Palicus? I, I, don't, I don't know for sure, but I'm, I'm new to the whole religion thing. Um, maybe? Yeah. I, I'm going to have to tell him the truth about what the things Arya did in his customs house. But I don't think he'll be he'll need to place blame on us. But I, I agree with you that I think we should find a way to investigate this mob and frat house. Because we know nothing and we might be able to find the cause. Or, or we tried and couldn't find anything dating otherwise. True, true. Let's hope if he asks. I'm good at my deceiving. So where are you guys headed to first? Customs house? Front door. Let's, I'll clarify. Front door of the customs house. Okay. Caitlin uh, and Root, just go ahead and roll a d20. No modifiers, just a straight d20. Okay. Sorry, I just thought of this beforehand. Um, Caitlin will also want to look out on the way to the customs house, I know it's not a long distance, but if there's any like liquor stores. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a perception check and make a just a straight D20 roll. Alright, here's my perception. Okay. And here's my straight. Mine sucked. Alright. So um I think Root is probably spending quite a bit of time trying to keep the conversation as private as possible in the mm -hmm. moment, uh, making sure that other people aren't listening and trying to make sure that things kind of stay a little coded. Yep. Halen, you pick out quite a few liquor stores of varying class levels. Mm -hmm. uh, you see a couple of them that are high scale. You see a few that are really not. Uh, you'd be surprised if anything more refined than rot gut is sold in those shops. And you also see several taverns. Um, but what you both immediately do about halfway between the docks and customs house is you both do the mom arm to each other. And someone comes bursting out of the window of one of the buildings to your left, which Kaylin, you recognize as a tavern and rolls across the ground. Uh, appears to be an older human male. Uh, you can see that part of his face is quite swollen. And then a mug, as a man starts to sit up, a mug comes flying out and beams him in the head and knocks him unconscious. He'll, he'll go. Uh, he's torn. He'll look at Root and be like, uh, we should probably do the right thing, right? Probably. There's a reason this happened to us. To our favor. Hmm? Tip the scales back to our favor. Yeah. We need it. We do. Do you want to help him while I check out what the heck just happened inside? Yes. 
Carolyn's going to go inside. Right. Uh, Root, you can go ahead and make a medicine check if you would like. Okay. Not a problem. Uh, Root, what you identify pretty much immediately is that this person has been involved in a fist fight. Uh, most of the injuries are to the face and torso, consistent with blunt force, and you're probably going to assume probably been punched uh, quite a bit. There are several teeth that are loose, potentially may become lost in the near future. There's a significant amount of swelling. That left eye is going to be closed probably in the next 10 minutes. Um, they are unconscious, but you very easily make sure that they are stable. They are not at risk of any not at risk of dying. As far as permanent damage, yet to be seen. Um, but you also, midway through, get a whiff of just significant amounts of alcohol and salt. This is probably a, an extremely drunken sailor. So what do you do with them, this drunken sailor? Early in the morning. <laughs> um, Root wants to see if she can help get him up off the ground first. Um, he is unconscious for the first part of it. Uh, by the time that you start trying to adjust him to pick him up, Norman Repair pop up and they start helping you try to they bring out a small vial like Norm does almost reluctantly and pops a cork next to his nose and the guy wakes up very quickly. Uh, it smells atrocious. Whatever it was might have constituted some sort of Geneva Convention uh, violation if there was one in this world. There's not though. So good luck everyone. Um, yeah, so it's very quickly that you're able to get him Conscious, uh, still extremely drunk, uh, quite bruised. His speech is slurred, and the loose teeth are definitely playing a part. And then you also realize that you can probably count how many other strong teeth he has on one hand. Question for you. Something I'd potentially like to do. Sure. Could I take like rip a bit of his shirt and use my cantrip of frostbite and kind of make a makeshift like cold like cold compress. Hmm. Inspiration. I like that. Uh I would say that since it's not making a mechanical change, that yes, rules is written, that's not, you know, the spell won't do that. However, I really like it. And because it's not a mechanical difference, I have no problem with going, hell yeah, this is the thing that happens. Um and so you can see little bits of ice crystals form on the edge of his stained and quite nasty tunic that you rip off of and set across his forehead. And it seems to help. And then you flip it over where more of the crystals remain and put it on the back of his neck and bring it up right behind the ears. And you seem kind of... Oh. Morning, sailor. Rough night. <laughs> Morning. Afternoon, lady... Twins? Twins. What will you do to this drunken sailor, ladies? Um, hopefully keep you out of harm's way. Provided you keep your hands to yourself. I keep 
hands to yourself. Oh, yes. Faces. Well, can I just hit him with the hammer? Like, I feel like I might be representing good and in, in this a little bit, but I wouldn't mind putting the hammer to his face. We'll save that for later if necessary. He's been through enough at the moment. You guys, you guys know then, right? The mob people, dudes, fucking guards, not doing their shit. Well, we're kind of with the guards, and we're helping you. Help yesterday. Watching people get fucking murdered and fucking like, and he kind of trails off and stares off into space for a minute, and cuts back. Fucking mob. Yeah, fucking mob. And guards and guarding these nuts. Like <laughs> garden peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Where you stay in Sailor. Wherever you put me. <laughs> you know, I don't even agree with violence as the answer, but I think it might be the solution to this problem. I think there's been enough violence in the last 12 hours. Let's not add more. And Norman Repair in unison say definitely, but then the last word switches. Uh, for Norm, it's yes, and for Repair, it's no. Um, Root wants to see if there is like a um, like if she can see like any other sailors that may look like they belong, like that this drunken one may belong to, that she can kind of like. Hey, here's your friend. Actually, that's excellent timing. So we're going to jump inside the tavern. Uh, Kaylin, as you walk in with this crystalline dragon flumped over onto your shoulder. Or he walked in, uh, if I can wreck on this little, <laughs> he's going to go to that girl and be like, paper. Badge. Are you giving this back? Yes. In one piece. Yes. Unchanged. Yes. Okay. He's a little reluctant, but he does pass it over. Caitlin just has like zero patience. So he just snatches it and then walks right in. Uh, as you walk into the tavern, you can see that there are several other people that are standing up around the table closest to that broken window. Uh, there's a few that have swinging arms loosely, but it doesn't seem like they're actually trying to hit or they're just way too drunk to throw a decent punch. It's a little hard to tell in the moment. Mostly the other patrons are trying to scoot kind of away. There's not a whole lot of people here. It is in the morning, but they are almost all sailors. Got it. He is going to... Uh, he had his scimitar accessible earlier, so he's going to take that while still holding Asti with one hand, slam it into the floor, and just yell like... Hey, what is going on here? What do y'all? What the hell do y'all think you're doing? 
Uh, go ahead and give me an intimidation check. Nice. Good one. Yeah, quite solid. Uh, quite a few of them around the table jump back, startled. Uh, and that's about when you see that there is an old dwarvish gentleman holding what appears to be a radiant hammer. The hammer, the metal of the hammer itself, almost seems like it's made of light that's coalesced into these points. And runic inscriptions seem to fill the space in between those points of light. The center of which is a very familiar walking cane. And as your eyes scan down, you can see that from what you can see of the person not being blocked by the other sailors, standing on a chair is a very old dwarfish gentleman with an eye patch over the left eye. You can see he's favoring one leg a little bit. Uh, cheeks are crimson, as is the end of his nose. Uh, in the middle of a discussion about the regulations of guard policies and how much he's able to be in one place at one time. Um, but it seems like there's another person that might get thrown out this window. He's going to kind of lean on his scimitar. Kind of calmer voice, just... He deserve it, Amar? Oh, I said, don't hear it. Oh, no. These fucking need your dear guys here. They, they sit there want to talk a whole bunch of shit. Their fucking job is push a box off a boat and call it a hard fucking time. I gotta sit there and put everybody's shit into a box. That makes sense. Asshole. Fucking flu. And this joker takes one more gas-filled breath in my face and he's going right out the goddamn window. Let's let's get you home, chap. How far home? <laughs> Jess, you probably don't want to talk about it right now, but I think it's the safest place for you. Your office. Okay, yeah, I have the better looker there anyway. Fuck these guys. And he like plucks the cane on the chair that he's standing on. And the light dissipates from either end. Um and then he immediately just flicks them off and jumps down. And once they make the connection between the two of you, the other people around him give him wide berth. Uh, you see quite a few angry looks, but no one seems to be daring to do anything. Uh, pulling your scimitar out would be extremely easy. The floorboards are quite dense. It seems like most of the furniture in here is designed to deal with the tavern brawl. Mm -hmm. uh, the floor is included, but you know, Amar stumbles out. There's quite a bit of that nasty sawdust and hay that's on the floor that's stuck to his the sides of his boots. Um, and he's leaning kind of heavily on his cane again. He'll start to stumble and has to use the cane to catch himself back. Fuck the guards! Kalen's Kalen's gonna Amar Amar Amar. No. Uh, as a bonus action, Amar becomes large, along with his weapon. 
in a manner similar to what you've seen Urpair do. Uh, he handily grabs one of the guys and tosses him right out through the open window and then clicks his weapon onto the... Kalen? Nope. I was going to say... While this is happening, can he quickly but gently put down Asti and try and grapple him? You can certainly try. Uh, you can yeah. make a strength athletics check. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it, but he's he's at this point, he's like, I don't want him to kill anybody. Yeah, no, ain't going to happen. Wait. Yeah, no, ain't going to happen. That shouldn't be Arcana. Maybe. All right, let me do that again. No. no. Okay, yeah, still not. Um, being a size larger now than even you, you like grab hold to prevent him from swinging the hammer, but he has just tossed this guy handily out the window, and is just like, "Who else wants to fuck with the guards?" Um, Root, you're dealing with this sailor. You look up to try to find another, you know, see. Maybe one of his friends might be in the area. And it comes flying out the window. I think you added an A to that, just in the air. Enrique? And he just kind of goes sailing past this guy and rolling by. That's my friend. Root runs over to go check on him. Do you think that there might be some sort of brain injury? Just based on the Repeated phrase of giant dwarf. All right. Ugh. Time for some healing spirit, then to go check out what the fuck is going on. Before you do that, uh, what is your passive perception is 15? Is that right? Um, my perception. So your passive, I think, would be on the first. Page, maybe? Um, yeah, it's 15. 15. Uh, so that is enough to see glints of a white beard, uh, a large stick, and then a metal hand pulling it back. And then you even see this crystalline dragon just kind of... Kind of, sort of like a one of those ducks in a shooting gallery, just sort of... Across the window. Oh, Lord. Um... Oh goodness, I don't want to handle this. Um, Norm trots over. So, Erpair wants to go join the tavern brawl. I don't think that's a good idea. Do you think we should just sort of leave? Or should we just go in and get Kaylin and then also do the leaving? I think the sailors will be fine. Or we no. can... The sailors will be fine. We need to get Large Amar out. Repair? Yo. Don't fuck shit up. Wait. What? Um, Kalen, it doesn't take you quite as long as you thought it might have. Uh, Asti showing up seems to either jar Amar's memory or make him concerned. Root wants Art. to fly up to Amar's ear and start dragging him Doing like the motherly, we're leaving. 
So he hasn't come quite out yet. Uh, unfortunately, he's only like 10 feet tall right now, so it's not that huge. Uh, but I would still need a fly to get up there. That's a good point. It'll flop flop. Lift up, grab his ear, and then, like, you know, you kind of tuck your wings to pull it down. And... <laughs> um, but between the sudden, asty root ear pull, um, and then a minute passing, he shrinks back down to normal size and starts hobbling his way out, just not even looking back at the group, just flicking them off with one hand and hobbling out of the can of the other. Oh, you guys are, uh, you guys are a hoot and a half. I swear, we could have fought those guys, you know. We didn't have to go easy on them. I, I know, but, you know, it doesn't always look good when the captain of the guard, the captain in customs, gets in a bar fight. That's hey, Mar, there's been enough fighting trying to save you another headache. Let's go. He's actually not resisting at all as you all are leading him back to customs. He fusses, but he's following along, you know, in step. Wobbly step, but still in step. Uh, makes it to the office, and you can see that there's uh, more guards have been called in that were probably off duty for today. Security is ramped up a bit. You also see some uh, medical teams and clerics that are coming in and out, people that are trying to help heal and soothe, whether it be physical or emotional damage that they've sustained over the last night and a half. There's a lot happening, and people are trying to get help. Amar leads you all up to his office. You all have a seat. Uh, Gurdjian and Arya are continuing their conversation for a moment. Amor said, all right, look, I'm going to go take a nap and get a Sammy. And then I figure we can talk here. So I'm going to give you guys, like, an hour. You know, just a, a short rest amount of time to figure out. I'm going to sleep this off. Oh, you guys, you guys do that thing. I think I'm going to get some water, and then I'm going to sleep it off. You go do Maybe that. Maybe shower too. I'll do the. Sh- yeah, I think I'll do that. That that actually sounds quite lovely. Uh, so Aria, Gurdon has non-stop talked your ear off, to which you've been very polite and you've been an active listener. But if he talks about a bucket of chives one more time, there's quite possibly a smiting of Palicus upon him. But he's branched out. He's talked about different uh, cooking techniques and why they are important. They're somehow tied in to attacking an old lady who wasn't really an old lady who is now haunting his dreams. Uh, And then in the middle of that, two guys get thrown out of a window. And you don't even get a chance to go help them because Gurdon won't stop talking. But you do see that root and then the two kobolds uh, that are attached to her have gone out and helped those people. And then a dwarf comes out who's Amar comes out of the tavern. Extremely drunk. uh, 
quite loudly boasting about throwing those guys through the window. Uh, he has led you all back to customs. Well, you all let him back to customs. You all are sitting inside Amar's office. Amar is going to go take a quick nap, try to sleep off the alcohol a little bit. But Gurdon finally finishes up, and that's that's why, you know, shallot is not an onion, botanically, and culinary. That um, that was very interesting. Um, bless um. So I love all these stories, but um, maybe we could make them shorter next time because I'm missing out on some like really crucial prayer time. And I loved your stories. They were wonderful, very informative. Um, but I, I need to go pray. I mean, I can, I can tell you more cooking techniques so you don't have to do that no i want to pray i i need to to calm my temper down because i have i kind of have quite a temper so um i'm gonna go pray okay hang on hey root can you check on new face she wants to go pray instead of like discussing cooking techniques i'm afraid she might be sick got it and so he went over to aria <laughs> Root heads over to Arya, puts a wing around her, and then starts to follow her out. I'm so sorry about him. He gets very passionate sometimes. I see that. <laughs> That's but, what um, you know, I've dedicated my whole life to Palakis, and I try and be the best servant and serve the community and give all that I have and try and be a good person. But I do have a temper. So sometimes I need to just get away before I um, explode. So I'll take a little walk. You can walk with me if you want to. Just please do not mention anything about cooking. I can do that. Do you want alone time, or, or or do you want me to go with you so nobody else bothers you? Um, I would love for you to come with me. Okay. And Rue, you see that repair immediately starts to get up. Repair, sit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he does actually do so. Um, so you all go for a brief walk. Do you go? Outside or do you stay inside Customs House? Because I feel like Arya is leading this walk. She would go outside. Okay. Taking a walk, Arya, you can both of you uh, can actually tell that there's still quite a bit of debris and there's the scars of the mobs fighting all throughout the different streets. You can see broken glass, things being scraped or drawn on window or on buildings. Blast marks, burn marks, probably from torches, but some of it may have been things that people were trying to set them on fire. Um, but you all do a couple of laps around the... Uh, just, just a couple laps around the block, I would say. Um, is there anything in particular that you two would like to discuss? 
So how did this group come to be? This is a very this is the most interesting mixture of personalities I've ever seen in my life. True chaos. <laughs> is that your guys' team name? We have been dubbed the Doom Slayers. Oh, that sacrilegious, but okay. It was not our choosing. But we, we were we were forged by chaos. Yeah. Seems to kinda of follow y'all wherever you go. <laughs> I think you will bring insight that is much needed to our group. And hopefully with you being a follower of Palakis, maybe you can help us learn more about our dragon. Yeah, that thing um thing kinda of scares me. Um it's it's unlike anything I've ever seen, heard, or read about. It's um it's all scary. I mean it's cute. It's very cute, like a you know, like a little, you know, mineral looking glass doll, but I mean it, it has some power to it and what is it? Um with starting to think she can absorb elemental power and take that on. Any elemental power? Well, definitely fire. Well, she, yeah, she has like lava moving in her. She likes when I feed her um, thorn whips, so maybe earth too? We don't know. Terrifying, but good to know. So y'all have a dragon that is extremely powerful and can eat elements and absorb it. Yeah. We need a trainer. Um, I would agree with this training. Um, just, I'm going to assume she's only going to get bigger and stronger. Probably. So probably need to work on that before um, she gets out of hand. Because I, I don't want her to, like, you know, turn. <laughs> that would be kind of scary. Um, I wonder if she would take other kinds of elemental energy. I mean, not right now, because I'm so new to her. I want her to get used to me. But I would love to see if, like, is there a safe way, like, maybe she can just, like, lick it off someone's finger a bit of energy and see what happens um because I mean she's such a curious little animal but it's just it's interesting and curious but it's just so terrifying there's so little that you all seem to know about her how, how, how did you get her found her in a crate she was a a crystal statue that came to life. She was a statue. Yeah. Then what did you guys do? There was a fire. That sounds... And uh, she was uh, born out of the fire. Do you know if there are any more of these crystal beings? Refresher, did we check all the, all the um, barrels from the theater? Where we found Asti originally. 
I believe you did. I know Kaylin checked a lot of them. Yeah, I believe you. Yeah, and I think the only barrel that had Assy in it also had crystals growing out of it after the fire. Um, It was a normal barrel prior to that, but... I mean, as far as you guys know, there weren't any other pseudo-dragons like her in the area? Not that we've discovered. Hmm. Well, I will um, let her get to know me on her own time, and uh, maybe I can do a little research. And uh, What is she? Where does she come from? Are there more of you? What can you do? Are you... Fully grown. Are you going to keep growing? Um, can you turn on people? <laughs> she's good at sensing your energy and sends her intentions and what she's thinking back to you. That's very terrifying and interesting. I think there are whole sections of the internet that are probably dedicated to if she could turn on people. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be free if she's a crystal, though. Are there crystallies? They could have just... If you can think it, the answer is yes. Yes, ma'am. 34. (laughs) Could you imagine if someone rule 34 is this game? If it exists, there's porn of it. Yes. But I mean, like, that would mean that somebody that listens to this would then also have to be an artist of some sort to then draw or fanfic out a dirty bit. Honey. Yes. I mean, there's been tons of dirty bits throughout this campaign. True. Oh. I don't think that is quite the same thing as what you intended. Well, look, I think she's putting that in her butt. I don't even... I can't tell what that is. I'll just... Dicks. Well, maybe this is... This is... Well, she... She's about to get dick. Okay. She has a vagina. Maybe this is an empty space of the internet that they're fucking. This is a space in the internet that there needs to be growth. What did I walk back into? (laughs) I googled crystal dragon porn. Okay. So the conversation that you missed was that, you know, rule 34... I was like, oh, what if someone rule 34 is our game? And then, so, Panda decided to double check. And, you know, after what I just saw, I don't think I want anyone to rule 34 Asti. Please, please leave our precious girl alone. Why? They made um, the actress who played Leia suck her own father's dick in the Star Wars porn. I repeat, please leave Asti alone. She's our, she's our baby girl. If you rule 34 of the players in the game, that's not my problem. If (laughs) the player characters, excuse me. I do not consent. There we go. So you can't do a root either. You don't consent to what? Being rule 34. If it exists, there's porn of it. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Well, good news is I can't draw a stick figure with with a ruler. And I am absolutely not writing a fanfic of characters in games, so I feel like we're probably safe. Did you do I do have. Yes, but I am. 
Never mind. So I'm not worried about someone rule 34 in the DM. I don't even know how that would work. Just like every character at once, just copy paste it on top of each other. Just voiceover. That's all it is. Black screen voiceover. I'm sure it's a thing out there. Somewhere. Sure. Like, I guess instead of ASMR, it's like ASMR. <laughs> Isn't that how you pronounce the, the race? ASMR, yeah. ASMR? It, yep. it, it is ASMR, right? Like, no, just for like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, with that grain of salt of as far as I know. That's how I pronounced it for two years, so. <laughs> but that was like the first ASMR like that I had ever encountered and that it like had just come out so yeah that was when that book came out right buddy all right one of my favorite races well, Asmar, they're just cool yeah because you were protector but she's scourge and I just wanted protector because at the time I thought that was the only one that could do the um flight. Yeah. I think, I think the undead one can too. I thought I think there is another one that can now, but it's more like the more evil ones. Yeah. I feel like you had a character that had that with the skeletal wings. No, that was a no that was, was a the fun. shipwreck. Yeah the shipwreck game uh Jess had it. It's fine. Just okay. Yeah, I didn't want to name drop. Uh, but yeah, her character uh, absorbed some ASMR qualities uh, mm-hmm. thanks to the corruption. Yeah. Oh, that was a fun mechanic. I need to do that to you guys, too. So. Uh, Ar- I keep saying Aurora. You're not Aurora anymore. You're Arya now. Uh, Arya and Root, you guys make your way back into the customs house, you've had a chance to kind of cool off a little bit, and root. I think you led a lot of that relaxation. Um, I feel like you know the first lap or two was probably just allowing the vent, and then it was gentle coercion to a a peaceful end. Um, which I'm, I can imagine you having to have done such a thing before. <laughs> I try that, and then it's ear pulling. <laughs> Noted. So I've got two laps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, oh, hi, Benji. Needs a haircut. His eyes. Oh. He just wants to love Mm-hmm. All right. So Aria and Root, you guys are back upstairs. Uh, while you were gone, Repair made a couple of comments to you. Kaylin, just like okay. I think new face, new girl, kind of stuck up a little bit. You know, high on the pulpit kind of a deal. What? Because she doesn't make dick jokes with you. I mean, that's a big issue. You know, it's a big issue. But also, yes, maybe she's got to warm up to it. <laughs> like a, like a, yeah, we yeah, do that. No, that's that's all you're gonna get out of me today. 
Yeah, well, I for one think that she'll be a nice breath of fresh air. And quite frankly, I don't want you to corrupt her. I'm going to actually... She doesn't seem like the corruptible type. Well, give me a minute. I'll figure this out. You know what? It's okay. We've all had long days. We all let it out differently. Go ahead with your jokes. Oh no, I'll I'll totally be serious. I'm like, I'm I'm off. I'm all in. Ah. Yeah, because that's all you can, right? Hey, that's all you can do. Go all in. <laughs> you gotta do it. Oh, you're making a little dick joke. Ah. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> Is there more? Treat you like a damn speed bag. Show you how to get real angry. <laughs> speed bag the drop chuck nuts. I'm a bigger person. I just pictured that because cobalt are a lot shorter, aren't they? So I just yeah, pictured Kaylin the giant nuts. <laughs> well, first of all, are they one solid piece or are they like two or are they like in a in a mesh bag? And second, would it give you pain? How are your balls? Describe them. <laughs> because I saw, I recently saw a uh, new kind of truck nut that I had never seen before. And it was, you know, full on two chains with actual giant nuts on them. I've always just seen like the scrotum that you put on the tailgate. But no, this this person made their own truck nuts. Like like a nut and bolt sort of nut? Chain okay. and chain and a nut, but like the nut was about that big. Good so. God! Backed up, I guess. Um, yeah. Was it like welded? Was it like looped through? Like, just I have questions. Just looped through. I think they just had one like circle of chain and somehow got there on there, and then attached it to their tailgate, and then they were just moving on their own separate. Hmm. Driving around their little dicks. Yeah. Um, now his his is the because it would fit more with how his mechanics probably work. And his is the the classic metal scrotum that just flops down, and it would cause him no pain because it is just an aesthetic. And in fact, it may cause um, repair pain just because that's just he'd be punching just this metal thing that just no give. So it's just one solid piece of just. Not. I mean, I would rather it, it have to be some sort of like loop or something so that it can like drop down. Mm -hmm. But I was just wondering if it was like two balls or are they in like a mesh bag or was it just one solid piece of testicle? Just a solid piece of testicle that's been etched away on one side and it, it's like probably only like that, that wide. Like it's just the thin one. Your <laughs> balls are thin. And now we have two characters that have had genitalia trapped in doors. Oh, that question. We don't. Why is that an important note? It is. The other one was Peppa's titty. Yep. Peppa had the one titty of the six that was flat, and she said specifically, "As if it had been trapped in a door." Well. I may have missed it. Okay. It is perfectly okay to have inverted nipples. Happens to 
and it happens naturally to a lot of people. True, but I mean, she had like apparently had like normal boobs, except for the one that had gotten caught and then flattened, like the whole boob, not just inverted nipple, just the whole thing just pancaked it. Pancaked it. Yes. I thought you said pancaked it. I didn't realize. Yeah. Pancake. I think both fit. Both do yeah. fit. <laughs> both do fit. Pancake tit is the description, and pancaked is the action. Yeah. You can still breastfeed with inverted nipples. You're welcome. Noted. Oh, it still tastes the same. <laughs> All the things we learn. And the questions that Ken has now. <laughs> oh, the things I'll Google in incognito mode. Then. <laughs> <laughs> carefully laser etched testicles. Who has a friend that has a 3D printer? If anyone, Gurdon. Oh, God. Can you ask I don't... your friend to make balls? For a truck that are thin. I can ask. Okay. Interesting. Right. Anywho. So you all have a little bit of time to do some last minute planning now that you have Aria and Norman or Pear with the group. Because uh, previously it was just Root and Kaylin that was making the plan. So is there anything that you want to bring them in on? Um... We're in the office, right? Mm-hmm. Asti is with us. She is. Always good to ask. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. This, this might be a little... I'm trying to remember if... Kalen wants to talk through the plan with everybody, but he's also remembering the fact that Amar kept looking up in the corner and knows that this room might be watched. But- or bugged. Um, is his the office that has like a little uh, patio, little outside outdoor thing? Uh, it does have a small balcony. A balcony, yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Would it be enough to fit all of us? Um, you do remember that he was looking for it very carefully before he would focus in. So it does seem like something that he could identify with enough, you know, checking. But, oh, I thought he was drunk and passed out. Or I thought he was he passed was. out. But, I mean, when the last time he was looking for this, whatever it was, that the room seemed to be bugged by, he seemed to be looking around the room very carefully, you know, like inspecting it. Okay. He would like to inspect the room. Go ahead and make an investigation check. Yay. Not nothing's there. Absolutely nothing's there. Your balls there. are thin. <laughs> you, um, they are. You recognize that there is more alcohol in the air than there probably was when Amar left. And you're trying to figure out where that came from before you see that repair has snuck off behind the desk and you just see a bit of his tail sticking out. Seems he may have found something hidden under the desk. Ew. 
he's going to go over to repair and scruff him. Oh, he's back. <laughs> oh, fuck you doing? Get the fuck off. <laughs> and then drop him on the other side of the desk. What if he was fapping, you gross? Damn right. What if I was sitting there taking care of business? Huh? Next time I'm shooting it in your eye, and then I'm going to go big and beat your hammer in the face. In the facial thing that well, you got. One, that'd be impressive if I was scruffing you and keeping you facing front out of me to get me in the eye. And number two, get out of his shit. He's been good to us. We have not been good to him. Okay, well, I'm not to say to that, but I might still shoot. You know, watch out. You never know. I got crazy eyes. You came on my mom. <laughs> okay, stop. It feels so good. <laughs> Grandma's boy. It's been a while. It's 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 not great. But yeah, so far, unfortunately, other than repair sniffing around where he oughtn't, um, you don't notice anything. Uh, he will then go to Root and be like, I think it's clear. I, I see no bugs, but maybe be on the lookout um, while we chat this plan. I think we can share the plan with the rest of the group. What we discussed earlier. Should I step out of the room? No, you're part of this. Oh. The whole thing, do we need to let Arya know how chaotic we are yet? No. No. That, that's, that's a give it a day or two conversation. That's a oh, actually, a kids conversation. I really don't feel like that should be a second date conversation. I think that should be a first date conversation. Uh, well, badly you're trying to get it in. Hey, well, I don't know, man. I'm so glad I don't have to play the game. <laughs> I'm not good about that. What terrible thing was I trying to do? I forget now. Um, <laughs> right. The plan. Plan. So, um, what exactly is the plan? Sorry, guys, I, I must not have been listening. I was a little distracted earlier. Uh, I, d I didn't hear any previous plan. That's also new for us. I mean, and he glances over to Aria. Aria? Aria? Aria. Aria. Like a song. Hmm? Like a song. I didn't know it was a song. An operatic song. Um, That's why your dick be big. <laughs> the, the more you know, Ken, because I learned that too. <laughs> Were you in band? Not at all. I mean, you're, you're looking at somebody band. with zero rhythm. You were in band, but you weren't in band like, this is my life. I get a scholarship from it. No. Absolutely not. I will say, though, this does reinforce BDR. Oh, oh. It was mentioned. I gotta, I gotta type it. Absolutely. Do the thing. Can you shake your titties every time? Oh, I messed it up. Yeah, buddy! <laughs> Where you're like, rap, 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 rap. Like, that'll be fun. What? Just even just bounce everywhere. Anywho, so, back to the fake world, where things make a lot more sense to me. So, um, what's what exactly is the plan? How to train the dragon. Yeah, there's that part, which 
Ruud and I agreed that, you know, as dangerous as Asti can be, perhaps with more training, she'll be less. Which seems like this super obvious thing we probably should have planned for and thought about a while ago. But shit got weird, got confusing, got complicated, and uh, now we're just headed. Maybe enlist Arya's help for training. Well, I I was telling Root, I was asking some questions when we were, when I was taking down my cooldown block. Um, mm-hmm. that there's definitely more research that I want to do with her permission when she gets to know me better. Um, I'll come back later. But there, there was something I had in my head that, that Arya wanted to ask Asti, but I forgot. And then our second. Oh, 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 oh. so she's gonna she's gonna ask Asti, um, Miss Asti, uh, can you like morph? Uh, you see her, uh, brain, and you see her cock her head to the side. Can you change like to a different animal or a shape, size, uh, animal? You- you get a feeling of negative, and then you get an image of Asti as you see her right now. And then you hear out loud, I cute. Uh, and you get an image of Asti as you see her. Okay, you know what? I, I apologize. I need to get to know you better, and that was kind of just straightforward and rude, so I'm sorry, Asti. She cocks her head to the side, and then you get... And this is a little bit weird, but you actually get a recording of yourself saying, get to know you better. But it's from a third person perspective. So you're, the image is looking up at you and you realize it's from her point of view with you saying that out loud. Uh, And then you get a series of images. You get Asti as you see her. You get uh, a crystal of water ice and you see a lock over top of it you get an image of fire so of ice with a lock on it Mm -hmm. okay you get an image of fire that's glowing quite brightly you get an image of stone with a lock in front of it and the next image is more or less something that you understand the image than it is that you can actually see but you understand it as a a crystallized crystallized form of wind with a lock on it form of what wind is everyone seeing seeing this the dingy pictures you're you're not seeing all all these these pictures Oh my god, I hope I'm not hallucinating. No, that's how she talks to us. Can alcohol, like, have an effect if you, like, inhale it to make you hallucinate? If only. You know, technically, I have actually heard of an instance in which you can breathe in uh, aerosolized alcohol. No, look, that's a waste of time. Just drink a shit ton of it and you'll be fine. Uh, Arya, that's, that's how she communicates. She communicates your mind so you're not going crazy even so. more interesting my goodness 
So she's in my head. You get a feeling of affirmative. Well, that's informative and terrifying. Um, I am excited to get to know you better. And she trots over and sits down in front of you. And as you're sitting in the chair, her head is almost level with you. And she reaches out a paw and just sets it on your knee. Looks down at her paw and your knee and then looks up at you. I'm going to like offer my hand like for her to smell it if she wants. She kind of looks at it and then she ducks her head down so that your hand then hits the back of her head and then she lifts it up to force you to pet her back. Give her pet. You're smooth but hard. I'm hot. That's weird. I'm going to look at repair. <laughs> no. Oh, yes. No. Oh, definitely. No. She's very sweet and smooth. But kind of scary. Good girl, I mean, well, she has, it looks like there's lava running through her. You guys aren't going to take this one? I feel like one of you guys should take this one. Yes. That is elemental energy. Fire running through her. That she ate. Because Root was saying that she eats at least fire and earth element energy. We're pretty sure she eats it all, but yes. Yes. Can confirm to. I look forward to diving into the library to research this majestic terrifying crystal dragon unicorn. Yep. Root pats Asti on the head be like, good cute girl. I cute. Ring, 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 ring. And she's just like petting her. Like When you mention the fire energy and her consuming it, you get an image of fire, that same sort of fire that you saw before, but it's not glowing. It's with a lock. And then you get a feeling of satisfaction after eating. Like you feel kind of full for a moment. And then you get that fire glowing again with no lock. And then you guys continue the conversation with you know, the IQs and petting. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our shenanigans live, come check us out on Twitch at Happy Boom Gaming. We play every other Thursday from 8-ish to 10-30-ish, uh, depending on how well we keep track of time. Uh, we hope to see you all there. Thanks for coming.